This content contains podcast. This adult. This, this adult contains, contains podcast content. content. <laughs> adult content, be advised. Enjoy the episode. She left some bandages, bandages as a, a gift. gift. Here you go. It's what I've got. <laughs> She's... <laughs> Anyway, this is a fair trade Shiraz Rodé from Famatina Valle, Argentina. And if you know your wines, you'll know what that means. And if you're <laughs> if you're working for whatever company that is, uh, we're expecting a crate of it to turn up uh, on our doorstep. Thank you for providing the bread today, Els. <laughs> you're welcome. So we've become so confident in our own ability to create a podcast now at this point that um we don't mind being a little bit drunk while we do it cheers cheers right what are we here to talk about then <clears throat> big cook little cook yes big cook little cook welcome to our cafe The idea for this only came about about a week and a half ago. Yeah, and that's right. Since it's been every waking, it's occupied every waking <laughs> second of my mind. It's unbelievable. I never, it was never like an obvious one. I didn't think I would have a lot to say about it, but I think this is going to be one of our best episodes. Like not to you know raise the stakes too high but i think anything highly memed is always going to be a good episode i mean just just wait for the arthur episode you know highly oh, memed. Oh, after the advark not arthur friend of the pod loads no okay i don't remember why it came up i think maybe i saw the famous clip of it on an instagram reel the famous clip of it being cake batter meringue. oh the cake batter the meringue batter going all over little cook's, little face. cook's face from episode two ballerina oh is that where it's from yes it is because it's the first episode that i watched <laughs> recently and it, these... uh, it no wonder it was so high on the top of um the youtube search engine because it's the one where big cook spunks on little cook yeah it really does and it's not the only episode where something like that happens i can't let's believe, point that out i cannot believe that we're we're not 10 minutes in yet and we're talking about the spunk memes i can't believe it we've not even said when the show started 2004 by the way yeah so anyway in 2004 big cook spunked on little cook's <laughs> face and if you can imagine that the television 
So, shall we talk about the concept then? I think maybe we can talk about the memeable moments later on. Yeah, okay, okay. Okay. (laughs) Just hang tight. I know you've got a glass of wine in your hand, you're feeling a bit free and easy, but it's very passable wine, by the way. It's really okay. It's really okay, yeah. (laughs) So, yeah. There's a there's a cook and there's a little cook. So there's like a normal man and a sort of three inch tall man. Yeah. And they cook for everyone. The structure of the show goes like this. There's a skit at the beginning, right? What have you done with small? <laughs> I am small. Fooled you. Hey? I got dressed up as an alien whilst you were sleeping, and I put up all these alien balloons. I didn't mean to scare you. Well, you did. I really thought I'd gone to sleep and woken up on another planet. Oh, come on, Small. We've got a customer. Then a guest comes in. They find out who it is. They do a story or a song based on who that person is. Wow, it's an astronaut! Uh, what's an astronaut? An astronaut is somebody who flies into space. Wow. Well, what would we cook for somebody who flies into space? Well, our cafe is the best cafe in the in the universe. So, what would be a real treat for an astronaut? I think it's time to look in my book. <laughs> We need a story to help us cook. Let's take a look in Little Cook's book. Little Cook's Adventures in the Big World. Let me see. It was a really windy day. So windy, in fact, I got blown right off the ground. Soon I was higher than mountains, even higher than clouds. So high, I went right off into space. They look at Big Cook's Big Cookbook to decide what to cook for them. Hmm. Ooh, we're... Oh. I know! Big Cook's Big Cookery Book! Of course, the Big Cookery Book. There's recipes for everything in there. And where do we look for things to cook? In the book, in the book, in Big Cook's Book. Well, well, look at this. Moon rocks. Perfect. With marzipan spaceships. Sounds great. They list the ingredients. They're missing one. Small goes out and collects it and teaches you about it. Funny stuff, isn't it, marzipan? It's not a meat, it's not a vegetable, and it doesn't grow out of the ground. What is it? Why don't you zoom off and find out, little cook, and I'll get everything ready. Good idea, Ben. I'll see you later. Hey, why don't you come along too? Whoosh! Whoa, that was a bumpy journey. Oh, look at all those nuts. They're almonds. They grow on trees in hot countries. Wow, look at all the almonds. Oh, can you notice anything different about them? They've had their skins taken off. They're all white now. 
The almonds have been crushed. They don't look like nuts anymore. They've turned into a gooey almond paste. And now all the gooiness has to be cooked. Then they show you how to cook it, crucially. And then they do the washing up song. The song best which one. Meg knows all the words best to. One. It is the best song, actually. So, what do we do now? Can we play? Not yet, Small. Time to clean up and put away. Hooray! Wash, wipe, scrub and clean. Make the kitchen sparkle and gleam. My name's Ben and my name's Small. We've got the cleanest kitchen of all. Tidy all the bits and bobs, the things that help us do our job. Ingredients we'll put away, ready for use another day. Pots and pans will start to smell if we don't wash them really well. And now it's clear, let's all smile. We'll be finished in a little while. All around, up and down, we've got the cleanest cafe in town. At the end, mm. the person that they've been feeding <laughs> sends their plate back with like a note or a gift that's right yeah yeah so the astronaut sends a little moon rock so instead of paying them with money oh yeah they actually never get paid they're being paid yeah. with um stones things and <laughs> i don't know about you else but my landlords have never taken that as substitute for rent <laughs> Well, you do know about me because we have the same landlords and the same Yes, plan. I know. Yes. <laughs> that was the Sorry, joke. Sorry, imagine if that had slipped me by. <laughs> it looks like our astronauts enjoyed his moon rocks and spaceships. And he's left us a note. What does it say? What does it say? Let's see. It says, Dear Big Cook Ben and Little Cook Small, the best moon rocks I've ever tasted. Hooray! Here's a real one. As a souvenir. Wow. Wow, that's a real moon rock. I was thinking about this today, right? So the people they cook for are like various sort of storybook characters or like professions, like modern professionals, like teachers or footballers or whatever. Yeah. And so their cafe is empty for most of the day and then they get a visitor, always dining on their own. And they look through the keyhole at who their guest is and they design their menu based on vibes. Yeah. So if that existed in the real world, how exclusive and expensive would that be? It's not a feasible... Business model. Business model in any (laughs) sense of the word. But let's start by saying that what we have identified is that... um, they don't seem to like each other very much. Yeah, it's a it's a strange vibe. I'm concerned about myself. Oh god. <laughs> we, we, okay. Let's explain. Let's something. explain what happened. We just paused and started recording again because um, we were talking about Big Cook, Little Cook, and then we needed to call one 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 because Meg lost half of the sight in one eye. <laughs> um. <laughs> So, and then I drank most of the wine. So Meg is <laughs> ailing and sober, and I am now just pissed. We, uh, we spent um, about 75 minutes 
waiting for a GP to call me back to be told I've got a migraine coming up. <laughs> and when Meg called this GP, the first thing he said was, how many weeks pregnant are you? Because the 111 lady... I guess as, passed as, on the information. As <laughs> you do, pregnant. as you know, when you're a woman and you go to the doctors and they sometimes say to you, is, is there it, a chance? Is there a chance that you're pregnant? Which is the doctor, the, the bedside manner way of saying, have you had sex recently? Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, there's a chance. That, <laughs> that, that translated to the GP doctor as, um, me actually being pregnant. What Meg said to the 111 lady was, yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, where, how did you feel the first time you said yes? To- I, think, I think that is the first time I've said yes. Oh, really? Yeah. That's shocking considering how often you go to the doctors. Have I told you about the time I went for a jab when I was a teenager? I don't remember how old I was. I want to say about 17. I think it was meningitis jab, actually. Okay. And um, the... God, this is going to be on the internet for everyone to hear. (laughs) Because I think that this is so... It's so rude (laughs) and so embarrassing at the same time. I, I went to have the jab and the nurse practitioner was reading, you know how you when genuinely, generally when you have those sorts of injections, they ask you, yeah. is there a chance that you could be pregnant? And she was reading me the list of things that I had to say yes or no to. And she got to, <gasps> I remember this. This is awful. She said, she looked me up and down and she said, no chance that you're pregnant then. That's terrible. And I was like, you rude bitch. No, but you rude <laughs> bitch! You horrible... That's so bad! Look me up and down and went, virgin. No chance you're pregnant. <laughs> wow. There's always oh, a chance. Do you know what? Do you know what? Knowing what I was like when I was 17, 18... Oh, there's no excuse no, she She could have thought lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm looking at the shirt you're wearing right now. <laughs> Yeah, so that that's for everyone to hear. I, I'm excited to hear what the medical consultant's going to say about that. Well, that's that. the beauty of 111. No one can look you up and down. No, that's true. So we're going to wait for my, my ibuprofen to kick in and we're going to hammer this episode out as quickly as possible before I'm <laughs> debilitated by the migraine that's currently, yeah. currently that's churning in my head. Yeah. yeah. So enjoy. Right, big cook, little cook. Big cook, little what cook. What we were saying was that they there's a vibe between the two of them that like they don't like each other very much. Oh yeah, for sure. We and we watched. We have for comparison research purposes watched an episode of the new one as well, which started in 2022. Yes. Sleepy small. I had a snack in bed and now my sheets are full of tickly crumbs. It kept me awake all night. I was up late too, making this. Wow, it's a mammoth marble run. Yes, 
But the marbles keep falling out. There must be a hole in it somewhere. Oh, maybe I could help. And we noted there was a palpable difference in the relationship between Jen and Little Cook, yeah. Jen and Small, and Ben and Small. Like, we said that Jen and Small are friends. They go to the pub together. They, 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 they like live they... together. They might even be life partners. They might be, yeah. But Ben and Small, they're two friends that signed into a lease together fell out <laughs> yeah. and now have to run a cafe in order to pay that rent i'm not even sure they knew each other before they moved in they might not have done because s- smaller special i think that ben is so annoying but small he is so passive aggressive oh hello everyone hello small oh, i've just been out shopping did you get everything on the shopping list I think so. <laughs> you didn't use that bag, did you, Ben? Everything falls out of the holes. It looks more like a spider's web than a shopping bag. <laughs> Nothing's fallen out of the shopping bag today, Small. Let's have a check. Hey, you can help too. Four oranges. Let's see. One. Two. Three. I'll count again. Why don't you join in and count with me? One, two, three. Hmm. But there should be four oranges, Ben. There's one missing. Let's see if we can find it. It's round and orange. Can you spot it? Is it by the saucepans? No. Is it by the cups? No. Oh, there's some amazing passive aggression. But do you know why I think this is? It's like, I don't know about... So they're theatre actors. In the reboot, in the 2022 reboot, which they did with two women, they are theatre actresses. And in the original, those two guys, so Steve Marsh and Dan Wright... Which one's a little guy? Uh, Small is Dan Wright. Dan, okay. Ben is Ben Big Cook. Ben is Steve Marsh. They're comedians first and foremost. Yeah. So, and also, weirdly, and I found this out on my lunch break today, I was like, what What else have they, like, continued working together since Big Cook, Little Cook? Yes, they knew each other before Big Cook, Little Cook. They were a comedy double act. Bloody hell. And they have presented a bunch of things together and we possibly um, we're thinking of doing like a supplementary episode like we did with Laura and Horrible Histories exploring what they did there because they've done a lot together and yet in Big Cook Little Cook the original 2004 to 2006 you can tell that they're not in the same room you can tell that one is on a different soundstage to the other. Oh, yeah. Like, in the reboot, they actually... It's very convincing that they're talking to each other. There's a lot of distance between Ben and Small. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about their names as well, right? Yes, Jesus Christ. Because fucking hell, right? So, <laughs> there's no there's no reason for Little Cook, for there to be a Little Cook... This could be a show. Well, actually, I'd like... uh, Well, no, you're right. I guess it adds the whimsy in for the children. 
But I would like to point out here that Little Cook does most of the fucking work. Yeah, he does the heavy lifting. Ben yeah. is of what there's a tri- there's a trope in both um versions where for I don't know why they've taken it and ran with it, but one of them is sleepy all the time. Yeah. And in in the first original, in the original one, it's Ben. Ben's always, always fucking sleeping. asleep. And in the reboot, it's small. small, which is a little bit more, it's it's more endearing that small is a sleepy one because small is little. And she, she sleeps, sleeps in, in a sardine, sardine tin. tin. <laughs> ben just sleeps standing up. Ben just sleeps like, standing up <laughs> all with his head on, on the counter, getting yeah. snot all over the work surfaces. It's not hygienic. It's not. And yeah, I find it really cute and endearing when... Yeah. Um, the reboot small does it, but the original oh, I just can't stand Ben. I just can't stand him. <laughs> so, so what I was going to say was right. There aren't that many scenarios in the original where it's small being small leads to anything significant. It's like they were like, we have two cooks, and then CBBC was like, what's our USP? And someone was like one of them's three inches tall. Well, I guess you have the whole thing of to find out what who who the visitor's going to be, he looks through the keyhole and you never actually see them. So it seems like Little Cook being small was an excuse for them to not have anything on the other side of that fucking door. Yeah. And also he has a he sits on a magical flying wooden spoon. Yes he does. And inevitably i mean this is a shit cafe by the way because they decide what the menu is going to be based on the vibes of the customer they're like oh a spaceman's in we're going to bake him moon rock cakes or whatever the fuck they which are essentially shit scones yeah and then they're always out of one ingredient yeah so small goes flies on his spoon <laughs> are, are you laughing because you were thinking about the farming scene? Thinking about the oranges. And Small was like, there they are, packing the oranges. And Meg said to me, there they are, the undocumented migrants packing the oranges. <laughs> oh it's bad we watched a couple of episodes together and (laughs) wasted all of our our good chat because we were just (laughs) saying it to each other no there's that one bit where ben the reason that um small always goes and sources the ingredient is because Because ben Ben can't be trusted with anything and he comes (laughs) back with one of those like string nets like um, shopping bags shopping bags that are like good for the environment or whatever um Just bags made out of string and <laughs> small i'm gonna say small roasts him insert clip here very much insert clip here yeah yeah because yeah it's so small lot. roasts the absolute shit out of ben saying haha things fall through that Bet you've lost an orange or something like that. They haven't today, Small. And then Ben has to count the three oranges <laughs> multiple times because he's missing a few brain cells or something. <laughs> when it's very, very evident he doesn't have the four oranges that he needs for the recipe. And, um, yeah, so obviously Small has to do fucking everything round here, doesn't he? <laughs> Yeah, what you said when we were watching it together was... So he would... 
Small would go to like find out about like how different ingredients are made or what they yeah. are even for the benefit of the children who yeah. don't know who what don't these know. things might be. I mean, when I was a kid, there was I mean, there was an episode about where they were cooking for Little Miss Muffet. Yes. And they went and saw they explained what curds and whey were. That's very useful. It's interesting. I had no idea what curds and whey were. I still kind of don't, to be honest. But it's just the separated bits of milk. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. And like <laughs> you, you said to me, you see, back in two thousand and four, like things weren't immediately accessible through the internet. You needed to get your little friend to, <laughs> to go and find out for you. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, you did, you did. I remember the days where you had to get your little friend to go find out information for you. Have I ever shown you the the thing that Jasmine made for me one a few Christmases ago? So Jasmine Hale, friend of the pod, from our um, My Parents Are Aliens yeah. episode, go listen to it. Meg still hasn't, by the way. <laughs> it's because I'm not in it. <laughs> so Jasmine's an artist and she made for me out of, I guess, clay, I don't know, a model of Little Cook on his spoon. It's hanging in my childhood bedroom. It's really good. Have you yeah, ever seen I've it? Yeah, I've seen it. It is It's good. quite impressive. Have you got a photo of it? Are you going to put it on the... Yeah, I'll put it on the Instagram. Yeah. yeah. Whoopee! Let's get started. Okay. Mix the flour and the butter... together in the same bowl. And my hands are nice and clean, which is very important for this. There. Rub the mixture in between your fingers and thumbs until it gets all sticky and crumbly. Now, this could take some time. So while I'm doing this, Small, would you be so kind as to beat up an egg for me? I want to talk about... I want, I'm carrying on the relationship discussion of Big Cook, Little Cook especially the original. Mm -hmm. um, so we will talk further about the actors, quote-unquote actors, um, relationship, because that's that's quite a lot. Yeah. But I think as a child, I must have picked up on the awkwardness between the two of them, which now I realise is because they probably weren't in the same room the overacting and they're not actually like trained as actors like the whole the whole thing is like there's a barrier and, and they're comedians yeah aren't they? it, so... it's a it's a little awkward yeah but when i was a kid i must have picked up on like some sort of discord between them because i had a i had a lot of nightmares as a child and i remember a lot of like i remember i could probably count about 10 nightmares that i had okay. as a kid that i still remember and one of them was, I wasn't in it, but I was basically watching something I would describe as Big, Big Cook, Little Cook, the movie. Okay. So I was asleep as, a, what, a six-year-old? I don't know. And I was watching a movie of uh, Big Cook, Little Cook. And basically, it, it was just like an abusive relationship playing out, like just two housemates or possibly life partners. Basically, Little Cook gets evicted by <laughs> Big Cook. <laughs> and I just watched him on this horrible journey. Well, that's the thing, isn't it? Like, it's funny to watch. Probably, with, I quite enjoyed it as a child. It's funny to watch now as an adult. But if you lived that relationship, 
your therapist would be telling you to leave them. Yeah, there's just a lot of sort of quiet aggression. Yes, between, a lot. Especially in that clip that we played with the oranges. Like, you I don't think you've seen League of Gentlemen, but like there's a couple in the League of Gentlemen where they use someone else as a way of arguing. So they have a they have a daughter that's never on screen and they're like Tell your dad we always decorate the tree as a family, Julie. No, we don't, Julie. Ask your dad when he'll be home, Julie. Like they're arguing through yeah. someone else. Yeah. It sometimes feels like the audience in Big Cook, Little Cook is that person. Yeah. And they're sort of using us as a conduit. It's like Big Cook had an affair and Little Cook stayed for the kids. But there's I, uh, yeah. no love left in that relationship at all. I do. They, it is like an old married couple. Yeah, but not a good, it's not a good marriage. And you're right. That... So we were too old to be, be asked to go through divorce proceedings and we're tied into this mortgage together. And business idea. Business, yeah. Although the thing is, it is such a shit business. So they must own that building outright because they're not paying any rent with the one customer a day they have. <laughs> they spend more on ingredients than they get in revenue. And they keep losing the ingredients on the way home yeah. because of this shitty bag. Then going and paying for four oranges and coming home with three. They're basically bankrupt. No wonder Little Cook is so fucking frustrated <laughs> all the time. Should we talk about the set and the costumes? Yes. Because I think that in the reboot, the set and the costumes are infinitely better. They are. They somehow are less comical on women. They're more cutesy than they are ridiculous. You're right, yeah. And the the colour scheme is the same. So small always has blue and yellow. Yeah. And I was going to say big, but it's... Ben and Jeff. Why is he called Small? Because Small rhymes <laughs> with we've got to clean this kitchen of all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Tiny all the bits and <laughs> The things that help us do our job. So usually I remember the most about these things, but Meg, for some fucking reason, knows all all the words to the cleaning up song. I very frequently have never I've never told you this. I've never told anyone this. <laughs> <laughs> I very frequently get the big cook <laughs> little cook theme tune stuck in my head, but I'm singing Big Meg, Little Meg. <laughs> <laughs> Something that Meg has always done, or as at least as long as I've known her. <laughs> she's just she replaces song lyrics with her own name. <laughs> it's so good. My favourite one so far is I'm like, like a Meg. I am a Meg. <laughs> one that I came up with that I'm quite proud of is Things Can Only Get Mega. <laughs> it's it's one of my favourite things about you. It's very endearing. It's very easy <laughs> to replace my name in song lyrics because song lyrics are very self-centered and often contain the word me yeah and it's easy to just carry on speaking <laughs> and say meg. put a g in it yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah meg remembers big cook little cook a lot more than i do like i barely remembered it the only 
bit that I remembered was we cook for everyone because my dad found that really funny and just sort of throughout my entire life has been quoting that. Ask your grown-up helper to do this as the oven is hot, hot, hot. We need to bake it for 25 minutes or until it's bubbling and golden. In the oven they go, which have preheated to 200 degrees Celsius, gas mark six. And make sure you get your grown-up helper to put these in for you because the oven is hot, hot, hot. I don't, I don't know why. I just think but... it's funny because they only have one customer in at a time. So it's not like we cook for <laughs> every. It's like we cook for anyone. That one. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever comes in, <laughs> please give us money. We were talking about costumes. Oh, yeah, we were. Yeah, Sorry. The, the, no, it's fine. The way I feel about the original costumes is they don't sit well in them. They're very much more clownish than... What they're giving is they're both playing buttons in like an amateur dramatics panto. That's weird because in in the reboot, they they also give that, in my opinion. But I think they wear them really well in the reboot. They do. In the reboot, they look like something that a real-life human might wear rather than a panto character. In the reboot, it's like, if I saw those women walking down the street, I'd be like, they're Lucy and Yak girlies. Yeah. And they have a mug that says plant mum on it. Yeah, they're cutesy and comfortable. In the original, if you saw them walking down the street, you'd give them a wide berth. (laughs) (laughs) You'd be like, oh no, they're going to fly at me. been writing flat earth things on the ground in chalk oh no (laughs) they have though they've been leaving some stickers on some lampposts oh yeah (laughs) they've never known the touch of a woman (laughs) just each other (laughs) no chance you're pregnant then We're being really hard on the original ones, but... It's very entertaining. I find the reboot, as an adult, less entertaining than the original. Because it's it's just good. The reboot is just quite good. It's just a good... It's well made. Whereas the original is so fun to watch as an adult. It's so funny. Should we... I think maybe now we've come to the moment where we can... Spunk! Yeah, there we go. Where we can spunk. Where we can spunk. <laughs> Be careful, Ben! Oh. <laughs> oh no! Don't worry, Ben! I'll just lick it up! Mmm! <laughs> Sorry, small! Oi, <laughs> oi! That's going all over me! Oops! Sorry! <laughs> Be careful, Ben! Sorry, small! <laughs> oh. Oops, sorry, Ben! Oh no! I've been splashed! <laughs> Oops, sorry, small! Pick <laughs> up, Ben! Oops, sorry, small! <laughs> Never mind, Ben! Oops, careful, Ben! <laughs> Sorry, small. Oh no, not again. Sorry, small. Oh 
Sorry, small. <laughs> oh, that was easy, Ben. I just turned around my ISA like this and used it as a rocket, squirting myself back to Earth. Ooh! <laughs> mm -hmm. Very nice, small. And a great story, too. Yeah. What's your favourite word for spunk? Oh, because um, I think jizz has a great energy to it. Oh, what's the full word for uh, smegma? No, sperm. Sperm. No, that's just the cells inside. Yeah, no. The what's the full word for semen? It? Hold on. Oh right. Okay. Here we go. Ejaculate. No. I don't think I'm going to cut any of this out. I think I might be leaving it all in. Spermatozoa. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, there's a Z in there. That's what my boyfriend likes to call No. <laughs> Mum and Dad. No, 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 no. Well, I say likes to call it. No, not likes to call it. But, Does um, call it. Has on occasion called it that for comedic purposes. Right. And, you know, you've got to make it funny, haven't you? Because otherwise... Just cheers, over. Yeah. You don't... The thing about sex is you don't want it to be deadly serious. Like, this isn't basic instinct. It's not like a thriller. I like there to be stakes. <laughs> Danger, right? Yeah. Okay. No, no, I don't. Or, or do I? I don't, I, don't, I, I don't want my mum and dad to know either way. It's better for us all. Well, the, the fun thing about this meg is that you say things and you know that i have full control of the edit because you won't edit the thing is though i i am perfectly happy to say these things at the moment because yeah. i know how far behind my boyfriend is on the podcast so if i say something a bit you don't really want your parents a bit personal i then know he's got to look my dad in the eye next time he sees him and you won't know what I've said in the podcast, but my dad will. I was going to say, you also have to look your dad in the <laughs> I'm fine with it. Oh, right. Okay, fine. My parents are cool. They'd much rather that I was cool than lonely and, sure, you know. Were you a, going a to loser. say a virgin? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Do you know what? I was on the phone to my grandma earlier and my my grandparents really like my boyfriend and she was asking about well, him. Well, he's the kind of boy that old people like. Yeah, he is. And he's a lovely boy. He, yeah. And she said, she said to me, you've got one of the good ones. And I said, have I? I've got the one that would have me. <laughs> what I said was you've bagged yourself a proper normal. Yeah, it's nice, isn't it? Yeah. Because at the end of the day, you don't want to... Plays football on a Sunday. Yeah. He's a proper normal. I don't... He worked as a postman. That's not normal. But it's like, it's a classic storybook job, isn't it? Yeah. He's a modern professional. <laughs> anyway, so now I've said that, he has to look my dad in the eye. Yeah. And it will fucking serve him right if not listening. To the podcast. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, you're Just right. to give everyone at home a taste of the sort of vindictive little <laughs> bitch that I am. <laughs> Okay, let's bring this back to the. the I just said I had to. I wouldn't say any of this if I knew it was going to put an actual strain on anybody's lives. I'm not an idiot. Yeah, you've just lost half of your peripheral vision, so we had to call. Them. Well, yeah, 
that's the thing is that you know when you see your life flash before your eyes or not flash before your eyes because you can't fucking see um, very good and you sit there thinking fucking hell am I having a stroke you think nah like you know life's too short to be an undersharer I'd rather everyone knows everything about me <laughs> Let's get back onto topic, shall we? Yeah. So, what? So, stylistically, we're we're talking about this show. So, we've done costumes, right? Let's talk about the opening of each one. Horrible. Well, the original has got a animated opening. Yes, and it it gives bowling alley. Yes, it does. It gives Hollywood Ball. You've got a strike animation. It's 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 ugly. horrendous. Yeah, it's, it actually makes me feel a bit like I'm a huge fan of animation. I love unusual animation. My sister, who studies animation, like always sends me like videos of like old Soviet cartoons and stuff, like just really cool shit. But there's some stuff that makes me feel sick to look at. You see some of the old, really cool, vintage Disney animations, like the really early Mickey ones, or the like... And Fantasia and stuff. Or, no, I mean like the really early black and white, just sketch ones. Betty Boop. Really good like, stuff. Have you seen the... It's like a short with the skeleton. That is Betty skeleton. Boop. Is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, I didn't know that. Anyway. Or you, she's in you, it anyway. You see that. And you think, God, if this is what they were doing like a hundred years ago, there's no excuse, no <laughs> excuse for the opening of Big Cook Little Cook to look the way it does. It's so ugly. It makes me sick it's to think about. Like, it makes no sense because, um, okay, let's talk. Let's let's talk about this briefly because I was actually I was thinking about this. Sure. Little Cook is animated in three different ways, is what I'm trying to say. It's like you've got the, oh, okay. the bit at the beginning, then you've got the flat animation style with Little Cook, and then you've got him green screened flying on a spoon. So there's so yeah. much happens to him. And it's like they couldn't make up their minds as to, there was the, because you've got that flat 2D animation style, which is, it's not great, but it's infinitely better than the, the, um, the credits. It it renders the the credits pointless. It's almost like they yeah. commissioned that and then changed their minds, but had to use it anyway because they didn't have anything else. I mean, yeah, it kind of has to be live action because it's a cooking show. No, I get why so, that's live yeah. action, but I don't understand why they've got three different like you could you could just have no, those right, yeah. little animated bits and the live stuff you don't need this weird extra type of animation in the in the beginning yeah because in the reboot you what you've got is the live action small on her spoon and all surrounding her is like quite good animation yes, yeah and she's like superimposed onto that yeah so and the, that's fine yeah they could you know i don't know what I guess it's 2004, it might have even been 2003 when they made the in the intro. Yeah. But, yeah, it could have been earlier. Who knows how long it was in the works. But it just makes no sense. It's like, why I have mean, you made... I mean, we should know, but I don't. I didn't spend that long on the research for this. So. Why have you made life hard for yourself? Because yeah, it looks worse. <laughs> and it is nice because 
the the reboot of the show is so it really shows how much potential the format had even though we've been sat here going there's no reason for little cup to be little in the reboot it really works because she is quite yeah. sweet and like endearing and the animation style is really cute and it's very visually appealing it's nice and colorful easy to follow and they don't have a really really fraught relationship <laughs> potatoes jen all that stirring is making me sleepy i need to stay awake while we do the cooking maybe you could do some exercises small they always help me to wake up good idea jump in jump out and shake it all about great workout small now we've made a paste we need to add the milk bit by bit even though in real life the two guys in the original very good mates, friends, yeah. yeah. Anyway, it is just it just just really baffled me when I was watching. I was like, "This it it's it's messy." That's it's what I'm messy. trying to say. It's messy. You're right. It's messy. Yeah. Speaking of mess, we've alluded Sadie to Jeff. it. <laughs> <laughs> we've alluded to spunk. We've not actually spoken about those scenes. Like, basically, there's a running joke. In the original one, where one of them will squirt some ingredients into the other one's face through the power of some shitty, like, editing. Yes. And as we were watching it, we were like, hang on a second. One of these moments was turned into a meme, but it happens a lot. Yeah, it happens and multiple actually, times. it can't be... It can't be a mistake. Well, it was you know what they say. What do they say? Nothing on TV is an accident. Everything is constructed. Everything is constructed. Everything is a this decision. This is what you learn from doing... Film school. Six years of theatre. <laughs> <laughs> everything is intentional. Ideally, everything is intentional. More so, more so on the stage, because, you know, TV and film often have little accidents in them. But... For the most part, everything that's there was meant to be there. Yeah. So it's there on purpose. It, it does. It does seem very on purpose. I mean, I, I have to assume that there were things about Big Cook, Little Cook that they did put in there for the parents because my parents really liked it. Yeah. Like there was a reason. There has to be a reason why that was a show that was remembered. Well, it happens a lot in kids, like in kids' TV or f films, especially because you know you're a parent going to the cinema with your child. You don't want to watch an entirely mm. innocuous thing. Like when you watch things like Toy Story back, there are adult jokes in there. Yeah, like don't get me started on Frozen Two. Oh, I know. I'm not going to get you started on Frozen. I love that film. I know you do. Um, <laughs> But they do, they do exist, and the ones where there aren't jokes like that are the things that parents aren't going to want to sit and watch, especially like... I mean, not to always bring in the night garden into it, but it is just so vapid. I hate it when it's on. Um, We're probably never going to do a show about in the night garden because it's too recent. So yes. I'm going to say this now instead of saving it for later content. I think that in the night garden is genuinely good like i know you disagree oh i don't think it's bad i just 
There's nothing for adults. There's nothing for adults. So I don't want to watch it. Yeah, that's fair. I... What I appreciate about it is that the music is beautiful. It's lovely, yeah. It's lovely. And Derek Jacobi's got a very nice, soothing voice. Yeah, there's a lot about, like, it is purely vibes. And I think that they're nice vibes. They are nice vibes. They are a bit um, psychedelic. Yeah, but I like that. Yeah. That's that's the part for adults, but it didn't really um didn't translate, land, yeah. no. Should we talk about the design of both kitchens? Yeah, go for it. So the original one is like a blank space. It's white. It's not a kitchen. It's a white screen with things in it. Yeah. Like a cooker, um, some multicolored tiles. Which I is... like the countertop in that one. Yeah, I do. So so behind the splashback on my parents' stove. So my parents did that themselves. It's like the stove is in like a little alcove and they bought some coloured, square coloured tiles, like just red, yellow, blue, green, and just put them there. And that's actually really similar to Big Cook, Little Cook. And I wonder if there was like something going on with like that's kitchen That's why tiles your mum and dad and... liked it so much. Because they put that in and then they were like, oh. Oh. oh <laughs> Me and the BBC are on the same wavelength. Yeah. No, it's not. It is nice though. I actually think that the original seems more like a room and the reboot seems more like a set. Yes, the reboot seems like a set, but it's a very trendy set. Yeah, yeah, it's a nice, well thought out. It's like some nice exposed brick, yeah, some plants. Like it looks lived in, and the sort of Lucy and Yakness of the two cooks it's matches the, the, the surroundings. Jelly cat, little plant. Yeah, that sat on jelly cat for those of you at home who are <laughs> older than the age to... of about thirty. <laughs> <laughs> jelly cat is a um like a plushy brand, and they make it. If you're our age, you're very susceptible to a stuffed banana or chili pepper with a smile with a smile on it. Or an avocado. With a smile on it. Yeah. It's cuddly it, things that are soft and they've anthropomorphised with a smile. I've quite literally got one right there that was given to me for my birthday two years ago from um, one of my friends. I bet it was Riley. It is, was it, it Riley? It is Riley, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it is, a, it is a stuffed fried, fried egg. egg with a smile and arms. And... Something about our generation and just being very such fucking suckers for them. So in the reboot, Jen is played by Ibanabo Jack, and Small is played by oh, Small is played by Courtney Bowman or Bowman. Let's say Bowman. Do you say Bowie or Bowie? Either don't care. Really, you say both. Dead Meg. Well, well. <laughs> he's not going to come back and say it's Bowie. <laughs> Is he? He did say that it was Bowie. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, so it's Bowman then, isn't it? Because David Bowie said so. <laughs> 
David Bowie dictated how somebody else says their name. Do you mind if I take another bite of my Kit Kat? No, you, you go for it. You're, you're oh, Ill, I nearly had so. a stroke today, remember? So. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. Have you ever seen the caramel Kit Kat Tinkies before? No. They're not that good. They're not? All right. Um, If you and I walked into Big Cook and Little Cook's Cafe, what do you think they would cook for us based on our... Um, professions because that seems to be how it works okay um i'm not going to say what my job is right that sounds suspicious i don't work for the government or nothing but (laughs) (laughs) um i work on the computer all day right so i like to think they'd give me one of those like you know in like late 20th century american tv where families had tv dinners Right, yes. I'd love it yeah. if they cooked one of those for me with like all the different little components. Oh, the little like little astronaut plates. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, my job's quite physical, so they'd probably do me like a power shake or something. Th- this brings me on to something I wanted to discuss. So one of the songs that they sing is like, these are all the things we cook and they reference the things they cook in the series. We're all ready, so take a look, and we will show you how to cook. The jelly boats and pirates gold, princess pea pies, carrot cakes and fruit smiles, and envelope surprise. We love our cafe and we love to cook. We have a fantastic recipe book. He is big cook. Is small friends in our cafe. We cook for them all. When your tummy gets all rumbly, you're ready for a treat. You can make something delicious to eat. So in the reboot, it's slightly different because obviously they cook different things. And one of the things I heard them mention was power shakes. We're all ready, so take a look, and we will show you how to cook. Funny pots and hedgehog rolls, starry breakfast skies, robot cake and power shake, and sunflower surprise. And I was like, I have to check out that episode, because I'm not having it if CBBC is, like, getting like four-year-olds to worry about their protein intake and fucking like is there spirulina powder in, in these in this shake is, is it got, some middle class kids has it got like chlorella in it are we yeah. are we doing this so i i went bee pollen bee pollen right so <laughs> it's pollen isn't it yeah so, when, <laughs> so actually bees don't produce pollen no exactly Flowers produce pollen they collect it it's I'm not going to... I work in a shop that sells these things, and I'm just... I'm not... Maca I'm not powder, having it, right? Maca powder, wheatgrass... Isn't that a character in... Maca powder! Oh, my God. <laughs> so I went, to, I went to watch this episode, and I was like, right, I was all ready to be like... I was all right, come on then. What's this? And it was it was just veg and fruit like blended up. That was it. So it wasn't cooking. It was it was just like some healthy thing. Like they weren't actually talking about the benefits of like protein yeah. and like 
yeah, it was it was fine. So, you know, not good for content production on our end. Well, but I, I guess was relieved. that it might just be because a lot of children will hear their parents talking about them. Yeah, maybe. So. Yeah, there's a there's a um a customer that comes into our store that like only gets the organic things and basically she only lets her young daughter watch DVDs so that way she can regulate what she's watching and I kind of understand that and I also kind of think to cut your child off from like contemporary culture is kind of not it's like it's almost like homeschooling you know? I've got a story would you like me to tell you it yeah it's about my dad's best friend he's one of four uh-huh and when he was a child, his parents used to watch um, films and then edit the videotape to take out all the bits that they thought were unsuitable uh-huh. for them. And, you know, by quite literally, obviously, cutting the bits out of the tape, taping them back together. So it, wasn't, it was an ordeal, right? Sure, yeah. And until uh, my dad's friend was an adult he thought that Selma and Louise was about just about two women going crazy and driving off a cliff and it's like oh they left that bit in did they well no if you have to cut out essentially most of the film yeah don't let them watch it honestly just (laughs) oh my god (laughs) just don't I mean it's it would be (laughs) so so much easier to not make your children watch Thelma and Louise because if you edit Thelma and Louise all the bits out of that film that I think are unsuitable for kids you've got about 20 minutes left that's ridiculous (laughs) that's okay I don't I don't get it either I mean like listen I'm biased because so this woman's like yeah she'll only watch DVDs and then I can control what she's watching I think that a little bit of TV that you're not really supposed to see is good for a child. A little bit of, oh, you're watching that a bit too young, never hurt anybody. I a don't know bit. what age my parents started me watching things like The Thick of It, but it was, was definitely, definitely too young. Oh, me too. It's like a little bit of, I'm letting you stay up a little bit late this one time to watch what me and dad are watching. Like a little bit of, have I got news for you? The thing when is, people are quite, you know, anal about or can be, and I get it, about what, you know, what is suitable for children. Because yes, of course, there are some things that are so unsuitable for children. But at the age I was watching the thick of it, I didn't fucking know what any of it meant. No, exactly. So it doesn't actually matter. I remember my mum leaning over to me and saying, don't let anyone ever speak to you like that. Oh, I do remember that. Um, But, I'm, you know, I'm biased because I think that, like, if you're only letting your child watch dvds like fine but like if you're not watching what's on at the moment like you're kind of cut off from culture yeah but like i'm biased because look at what we're doing and what we're producing right now yeah. you know but yeah where how did we get onto this oh yeah so i <laughs> i came up with a little bit of a theory when we were watching the original versus the reboot when i was like is the original like more baking than cooking and is the reboot more like has a focus on health yeah so i 
spent my entire lunch break at work writing down what everything that the original Ben and Small made. Yeah. That it I mean my my hypothesis went nowhere. I wanted to have some sort of outrage about the moralism of the reboot. It's not I mean there's no moralism in any of it. They're literally just making a huge variety of well, different things in both versions. It's not like Big Cook Little Cook is controlled by you know the government's healthy dinners. No, exactly, <laughs> and, and the sugar tax. You there's, know? <laughs> there's baking, there's salads. There, you know, there's a whole bunch. Of, there's there's power shakes that are basically just blended it's a smoothie, up. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, something I did notice though, and we spoke about this the other day, is that there's basically no meat. Yes, we had this discussion the other day and now we'll have it again for the purposes of <laughs> for the purposes of the Content. um yeah for the record but um i don't think it's a political statement and i was actually thinking on this further earlier when i did did you do cooking at school yes i don't recall ever cooking meat in my 3 years of doing food technology like we had those different coloured chopping boards for different coloured things and I yeah. never ever used the fish or the meat one and I think it is because meat is such a hassle with even you know young teenagers who can actually who are learning how to cook even doing that is a hassle it's not as accessible because meat is more expensive and it's not as safe because it's harder to cook and it's harder to yeah you've got prepare. to tra- you've got to transport it to and from school as well like, yeah exactly yeah. Yeah, well, no, but yeah. the, the same thing goes for Big Cook, Little Cook. It's harder to prepare. It's harder yeah, to cook. Yeah, no, you're it's... right. I wonder if it was... I don't know if it was a... It's also harder to fit into that amount of yeah. time. What am I trying to say? Like, I, I don't think it is political. No. I just think it's... Kids don't want to cook mince. <laughs> I really think that that is as simple as it is. Can I, can I take this opportunity to just air a grievance, right? Oh, that's isn't that what this podcast series is? Secretly, it's just yeah. therapy, isn't it? Sh- sure, sure. So when I was in year seven and eight, I despised food technology. Is that because of the carrying the ingredients to and from school? It, uh, a multitude of reasons. Ah. So one of them was that our teacher was a crazy woman like like she was just very scary another reason is so i play i played a musical instrument i also had to do pe so imagine it's a monday morning and you are going to school and you don't have lockers and you are carrying an instrument your pe kit some fucking cooking ingredients and it's an overcrowded school and you're an 11 year old girl in a school with 16 year old boys and you've just started your period and you're carrying a fuck ton of things and you're 12 and you're fucking stressed like and then you've got two hours where you've got to make a meal and then (laughs) You've got to fucking carry that Tupperware around school with you. You're worried that you're bleeding through your trousers. 
you're carrying too much. You're at an age where you're self-conscious all the time anyway. When you are carrying that much shit, your instrument, your PE kit, your your fruit salad, you firstly, you feel like a fucking buffoon. And I just don't think that right now I am doing justice to how miserable those days were. Like, I would get nervous for the endurance that were those six hours. Are you hearing what I'm saying? No, I hear you because year nine was the worst year of my life, just purely for the fact... It wasn't the worst year of my life, but purely for the fact that I... So I started GCSE art in year nine. So I then had four... We we split the year. So I only did cooking for half the year and then I would go on to a different technology. But for that half of the year, I had a music lesson cooking PE and GCSE art on the same day so I had to carry my violin a large instrument mm-hmm. they're a larger they're a but, larger yeah. but it's <laughs> a violin is actually really small no, but the la- a violin case else bigger, bigger than a flute than a violin. case yeah. yeah I know you're right yeah um not to say that mine is harder but it is it's you know the it's violin hard, yeah. case is is it's all it's, it's big right yeah yeah my actual school bag, my sketchbook, my PE kit, and my cooking ingredients. And I I was so stressed because I had to carry all of this, the what, mile and a half I lived from the school. And then I'd have but I'd have to arrive early enough at school that I could drop all those things off in yeah. the relevant rooms. Yeah. So I wasn't carrying everything around school with me like a fucking bell end. I mean, doesn't it speak volumes that I'm twenty-four and whenever things are getting bad, I think to myself, at least I'm not going through what I went through when I was thirteen. You definitely didn't enjoy school. No, like I, I did. I, I, I mean, I, I, there were times when I definitely didn't enjoy school, but for the most part, I had quite a good time. And I remember reminiscing on this the other day and saying something out loud about like, oh, do you ever wish that this, or did you ever like miss school when you went off to college or whatever? And you and our other housemate both said no. <laughs> and <laughs> See, I thought, for okay. me, I'm the other way around. <laughs> I'm like, there were definitely times where I really enjoyed school, but on the whole, a lot of secondary school was a fucking endurance and and they have to make that worse by making you do cooking for three of those years right i felt worse most of the time then than i do now and i have to pay rent now yeah you know like that's mad that might that might just be my experience. It probably is just when my you're going through puberty, you're a lot more neurotic than you are when you're out of it, though. So everything yeah. seems worse when you're a teenager. Everything is worse <laughs> when you're a teenager. Well, the thing is, you look back on it now and you think, "Oh, well, if that was happening to me now, mm. it wouldn't." Well, it would <laughs> because I would handle things differently. Uh, yeah, I know how yeah. to handle things now. Yeah. I'm also on like a middle a middle to high dose of antidepressants now and that makes everything so much better. I saw a tweet <laughs> the other day that said if you're happy and you know it, it's your meds. <laughs> I'm gonna be on them forever. It's, it's such a shame but I am. <laughs> Not forever else. Because you'll die one day. <laughs> yeah. oh, you, you always say such beautiful things. <laughs> 
<laughs> you always say the right things. Oh, thank you. Shall we go back to Big Cook Little Cook? <laughs> Big Cook Little Cook. Okay, now. It is well difficult, and especially now, because it's now ten past midnight. Yeah. Usually, we'll record maybe half an hour after Elsie... If Elsie's been at work, about half an hour after she gets home, which will be about, you know, quarter to nine, yeah. nine o'clock. Yeah. Then I had to wait for a doctor to tell me I was getting a migraine. The ibuprofen's kicked in now, thank you very much. And, um, and we're I had... really, really running behind schedule. And Elsie's got a long day tomorrow, so it's nice of her to agree. I've got, I've got a really long day tomorrow. I've also had three quarters of a bottle of wine. So Meg is, like, quite sober and ill. That's and the pissed. thing, is that the plan was to open a bottle of wine and have that as our third guest. But <laughs> I took two sips of this wine... I've while, no, I already, I'd already lost my vision a little bit, but I had two sips of this wine and then I thought, no, I have to get this checked out. So what we've just done is some content about Big Cook, Little Cook, and then we released some of our childhood trauma. Now, now what I'm going to do is I'm just going to breeze through some of the notes that I've got about... Big cook, little cook, and uh, and then then maybe we'll do the socials and then we're done. <laughs> Big Meg, little Meg. Welcome to, to our, our cafe. <laughs> do you want to impress our listeners by um, reciting all of the words to the the washing up song right now? I actually can't remember how it starts off the top of my head and I really don't want to embarrass myself. Great. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you. Insert clip here. <laughs> Who made those bite marks? A mouse? Oh no, the bite marks are too big for a mouse. A crocodile! Oh no, a crocodile's mouth is big and wide. <laughs> this is how wide I can open my mouth. <laughs> how wide can you open your mouth? Wow! That is wide. So let's think. Who made those bite marks? It wasn't a mouse, it wasn't a crocodile, it wasn't me, and it wasn't you! <laughs> so who was it? Also, um, I think this is important. Um, Jen and Small, the reboot Jen and Small, they're both Northern. Yes. In the original, Ben is Northern. Prick. Dan Wright is the only one that's letting the side down. Oh. I actually had something to say about eggs, didn't I? I don't know, did you? Yeah, because I... Do you remember they make those, like, moon rock cakes or whatever we were watching for the Spaceman episode? And I said... I paused it and I said, Elsie, what col- what If you imagine an egg, what colour is the egg? Oh, yeah! And you said white. Now, for everyone at home, I just want to know what you imagine when you imagine an egg... Because I had this conversation with my mother, not in law, mm-hmm. the other day because they're getting chickens. And we were looking at the kinds of chickens there are and the colour of um, eggs that they lay. And she said, I could swear to God that eggs, you, when I was younger, used to be white. And now they're all brown. When I imagine an egg, I imagine a brown egg. Like a sort of beige colour. Yeah, we looked it up, didn't we? And it turns yeah. out that brown eggs sell better and the sale of white eggs has was phased out in the UK. So if you're like, if you grew up in like the 80s, 70s or 80s, you will probably imagine eggs to be white 
Well, a cartoon egg is white. Anyway, what makes me think is where the f- did did they go directly? They must have gone directly to a farmer to get that egg because that was <laughs> what for the filming of <laughs> that was made in two thousand and four. Yeah, and by that time, white eggs weren't in um, mass distribution circulation. Well, not in supermarkets anyway. Now, this is genuinely interesting. Or it's a duck egg. But- <laughs> because if, if I, you're right. If I imagine eggs. I imagine it to be white, even though in real life... Brown. They're brown. Yeah. And it was or just like, like it, beige, or like, I don't know. It was surprising enough that it made me... I was like, where did they get that white egg from? Yeah. Because the thing is, all... Something that was filmed in 2004. And don't eggs in the UK have the red light? No. Maybe they don't all have the red line stamp on them. But a lot of eggs do have that red line. Have a stamp on have them. Have a stamp yeah. on them. Didn't have a stamp on it. Hmm. Yeah, and you can get mixed boxes of like ver- ver- like variety colour eggs now. Probably because... Um, does it make a difference? Well, no, I don't think it does make a difference. But now the UK's moving away, or we're trying to move away from that whole, oh, well, it doesn't look like a perfect tomato, so I can't eat it. They're starting hmm. to sell wonky things. And like now you can get... Boxes of eggs are multi, multi, I guess multicolored because yes, white hens they white they lay white eggs and they exist. <laughs> we're here, we're here, we're white. <laughs> we're anyway, here, we're queer. It's really we're interesting because I wonder why. Because I couldn't find an answer on the internet as to why brown eggs sold better. Hmm. I think it's really weird. It is. I think it's weird anyway. Yeah, I think this is very interesting. No, it is. And if I listen, if I imagine a white, right, if I hold in my imagination right now a white egg and a brown egg, the the brown egg is bougier to me. Really, even though yeah. it's just normal. Yeah, a white egg looks cheap. Yeah, I just wonder where they got that egg from. <laughs> Guys, where'd you get that egg from back this in two thousand and four? This is such a silly conversation. It is. I just where want... does the BBC source its eggs? Yeah, where'd you get your eggs from, guys? Where'd you get your eggs? Sometimes weird things happen, and sometimes that weird thing is a white egg in 2003. (laughs) (laughs) Which bit of this podcast do you think is more boring? White eggs. (laughs) What's your favourite word for spunk? (laughs) Which I don't think we agreed on. Did we agree on? Uh, I don't think the conversation was given the weight that it deserves. Ben, why are you making all that noise? Oh, hello, small. Hello, everyone. I've got toothache. Oh, I've tried taking a bite out of this sandwich, but the bits in the bread are too hard. Then I tried to take a bite out of this apple, but it was too crunchy. Then I took a bite out of this cake, which was delicious, but even chewing that made my tooth hurt. I'm still hungry, but I can't eat anything else because I've got toothache. Oh... Well, at least we know where the bite marks came from. (laughs) You can get toothache if you don't clean your teeth properly. Did you clean your teeth properly, Ben, today? Do you know what's interesting? I'm going to tell you what's interesting. Um, It's very difficult for an amateur to make a cooking programme in their own home because um, cooking shows have immaculately clean, new-looking sets and utensils and everything because if you film your own stove no matter how clean it is 
whatever imperfections the camera picks up on and the camera amplifies everything and it looks disgusting. Yeah. Like if you filmed your own cooking process in your averagely clean kitchen, that would not be broadcast ready. No. Isn't that weird? Yeah. <laughs> Do you hear what I'm saying? Like, well, but the like, thing is, it's like, are you saying that for cooking shows, we should enter a clip of someone cooking in their regular kitchen, like people say, we should put a normal on the Olympics, just for comparison purposes? Sure, yeah. All right, so oh, I can actually see how fast that man is. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's no one to compare him against. I don't really know how fast that man is. I, I don't think this was a comedian. I think this was some random Twitter person that said that they want to see an Olympics where like drugs are allowed, like just to see what the, the, the what can happen, what can happen, like the true extent of a human ability. Like, well, yeah, because I mean, it is still a human ability, isn't it? It's just it is. under the influence. It doesn't yeah. mean a human's not doing it wow let's just have an olympics where we just go as fast as we say yes to doping (laughs) for research purposes what can no elsie for entertainment purposes what can a human achieve yeah with drugs (laughs) it would be amazing (laughs) to watch (laughs) oh i need to tell a story oh so I thought we were over, right? But actually, I do need to tell a story. And it's about um, a cafe that me and my family used to frequent. Um, I I think we started going there when I was in year six, maybe year five. Um, So kind of every Friday, my mum and dad would like collect us from school and me and Arthur and Betty and my mum and dad would go to this cafe. And it was called Dazal. Right. And it was called, I mean, I've told you this story. Yeah. So it was called Dazal because um, the owners of the cafe were a couple called um, Darren and Alistair. So Darren, we never saw. He was just in the back making cakes. Alistair was the very, very personable, bouncy camp um, waiter slash barman. Yeah. And this was a business they owned together. And the reason I'm telling you this is because it's a it's a gay couple that run a cafe. And that's why I think this is relevant. <laughs> <laughs> so um, me and Arthur and Betty were quite young at the time. Um, but we still refer to these days as like the Dazzle days. Yeah. When, you know, because it was just like the place that we all used to go together. And whenever Alistair was taking our order at the table... Like, if that, if it wasn't busy, he would just stay and chat with my parents for forever. Yeah. And they became good friends. And my parents are still friends with, so this was maybe what, 10, 15 years ago, and they're still friends with other regulars from that cafe. Um, so after, you know, three years or something, after we started going, it, it, it shut down because they were having all sorts of problems with the upstairs neighbours and also Alistair's mum died. And my parents went to the funeral of Alistair's mum and he gave a genuinely beautiful eulogy. And everyone was like, oh, that was that was quite amazing. Also, what, um, what are you going to do now that you don't have this cafe? Um, he became a funeral director. <laughs> <laughs> no, he did. He did. So they he- went from the 
gay cafe owners to the gay undertakers from Nanny McPhee. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So he he does. He, is there a difference between a funeral director and an undertaker? Are they the same? Well, thing? an undertaker is isn't is an undertaker not the person that actually deals with the body, and the funeral director is someone that just does the ceremony. Fuck me if I know. That's why I'm asking the question. Well, he he does. He I, I have no idea if he still does it because this was years ago. But he was like, yeah, he some, plays with dead bodies. He does. No, he doesn't even have contact <laughs> with them. He behave. He. He did he specialised in non-religious funeral ceremonies. And he was like, yeah, sometimes if I like them, I'll camp up for them. I thought you were going to say, sometimes if I like them, I'll pop the Lord's Prayer. <laughs> Maybe, who knows? Maybe. I don't know. Non-religious um, unless I like you. <laughs> anyway, uh, we still talk with a lot of fondness about the Dazal days. Um, and I, I called my brother... A couple of months ago, and I was like, "Call him what?" <laughs> <laughs> I called my brother a few a few months ago, and I said, "What?" I always wondered why it was called Dazzle instead of Dazzle. Like, why wasn't it called Dazzle? And then I was like, "It's because one of them's called Darren, Darren and one, one of them's called, called Alistair. Alistair. And my brother went, "Yeah, yeah." <laughs> I'd gone about ten years not really knowing. <laughs> Sometimes we can be oblivious to things for for a long time, Elsie. Yeah, everyone has their blind spots. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I quite literally had one today. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, listener. She was like waving her hand at the side of her face. It I, was... I can't see my own fucking hand. <laughs> it was we laugh it's about really it now. Sad. We laugh about it now, but it was quite scary. <laughs> you know, there's there's a alternate timeline where I've just had a stroke. I know. Yeah. I know. What Aren't else... we glad we live in this one, eh? What else do I have to say about uh, Big Cook, Little Cook, which is what we were actually here to talk yeah. about? Oh, yeah. You know how they leave... The, the guests in the cafe leave gifts instead of yeah. payment. Uh, there was, like, a nurse character... That in the Fuck reboot, off. in the reboot, that she um, leaves some fucking bandages as a gift. Meg, what? <laughs> Meg, say that again. She leaves some fucking bandages as a gift. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, you are laughing because it's ridiculous. I... No, what? I'm laughing because it's what happened. Oh, I thought you were la- laughing at me like I've missed something. No, that is exactly... She left some bandages, bandages as a, a gift. gift. Here you go. It's <laughs> what I've got. <laughs> I mean, I've got no money on me, but would you like a bandage? In the climate that we're in, nurses shouldn't have to pay in money. <laughs> Nurses should just pay in like whatever's in their bag. Like, don't. I mean, just don't. I've got let... some insulin. Would you like that? <laughs> yeah. So I've uh... got a couple syringes of local anaesthetic. Is that enough for a slice of cake? <laughs> Is this enough for an American? Nurses please? don't have bags anymore. They make a pasta bag and then they like put a cross in it, like a doctor's bag. What a doctor's bag that's not existed since the nineteen sixties. 
Don't yeah. just don't come to your home anymore unless you're old. In fact, even if you're old, the state of the NHS. It says, Dear Big Cook Jen and Little Cook Small, my five-day pasta was delicious. Just what the doctor ordered. I think your marble run needs some first aid. So here's a little gift to help. Love, Dr Dolly. <gasps> Dr Dolly's left us a bandage roll. Take a look, Small. I've done a lot of talking. You really have. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad that you've perked up. <laughs> I was very, very scared for a moment. I know you were. That You're just high on life right now, aren't you? I'm alive and that is a blessing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think possibly because of how late it is, because of how much I've drunk and because of how big my day is tomorrow. I'm sober. We should be wrapping <laughs> this up. And we're still talking about... We should be wrapping this up. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> say less, say less. Okay, you can find us on Twitter at thoughts underscore underscore TV. Or on Instagram at thoughts TV. The O is the zero. Or on Gmail at thoughts TV 2002. Those are all our socials. Subscribe. Uh, Rate us five stars, please. Yeah, you know what? It, it actually... For some reason, it the algorithm likes us if we if you give us five stars. Yeah, who'd have thought that? Yeah, so that would be who'd really have helpful. thought that the rating system was there for a reason. Yeah, um, and some of you have, and we love we love you for that. So yeah, carry on. Elsie sat very drunkly. <laughs> My legs. And I'm are... just pleased to be alive. <laughs> All right. I don't want to end this one. I've had a really nice time. I actually time. Have a re- had a really nice time. I've had time a really well. nice time talking about this one, and I'm going to have a really nice time editing it as well. And then you're going to have a really nice night. So, what time have you got to be up in the morning? Oh, about half six. Half six? Well, yeah, because I've got to be at the place at half eight. Let's wrap it so, up then. Yeah. Um, it's fine. Given it's, it's fine. Half midnight. Yeah. Have a nice evening, everyone. Have a lovely evening. Thank you for listening. Thank you for persisting. God bless. God bless.